Rebellions built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Ready Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and joining me, as always, is OT1 Kenobi. OT, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited now because you reminded me that House of the Dragon comes out tomorrow. So Yeah. Yeah, and now extremely happy. <laughs> tomorrow and night. out of the closet. There you go. Literally. Literally. you got to go back to our... Earlier yeah, just episode. go back a couple episodes. You see Otis' <laughs> background getting worse and worse, but now it's gonna keep changing. By the way, because yeah. next week I'll probably be back in the closet. <laughs> yeah, I think, dude, you gotta be honest. So they have a witness protection program or something. Every week they're moving you from place to place. No one knows where you are. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to like finally get settled in. It's gonna take a while, but it'll happen. eventually, <laughs> yeah. you'll get there. It's no, no rush. You know, moving is not easy. Um. Taking my time. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll have a quick show today. Nothing, not a lot of big stuff happening in the Star Wars universe. We'll talk about it as always. But first, if you're new to the channel, thanks for being here. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any new episode. Episode, we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Like this video whenever you're watching it. Uh, comment down below. And, you know, you know the drill. And what the crap did I do? I don't know. There we go. Okay, we're back. I hit something. Doesn't matter. It's Saturday. It's Star Wars Saturday. Uh, Amidali Initiatives for Equality Texas. As you all know, there's links down in the description of this video for Equality Texas, for the National Network of Abortion Funds, the Wari Fundraiser. Help as you can, as always, donate, share, get informed, and vote. Uh, primary yeah, school starting. Just voted for the Florida ones last week. So do your part. If you're going to complain, we got to do our part. And there's different ways to do our part. But all right. Oti, you having an okay week? I just want to say there's a saying in Puerto Rico that you'll remember. Vota o quedate callado. Uh-huh. That's it. Vote or just sh shut the fuck up. <laughs> Basically. And that will be your curse word for the week. And hopefully <laughs> no more. <laughs> I love your Nile shirt. We're oh, almost there. I, I, lo I love the shirt. Yeah, well, I almost got that as a tattoo before getting the the Imperial Probe door. I was thinking about that one, but I, I changed my mind last minute. The the Nile symbol? Yeah, the... no, that whole thing, the Nile with oh, the okay. Republic one in the back, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. If you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars news. Star Wars news. You go. There's not a lot to talk about as well. Every every time I hear the phrase Star Wars news, I read it as Star Wars news. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And that's a very cheap, um, not cheap, it's a free app on my phone. It's a voice changer. So that's my voice in Star Wars news and then change to a robot. Okay. And it comes out as Star Wars news. Smart. Yeah, you got to do it. All right, so there's a couple of Star Wars news. So we'll start with something that just dropped yesterday. Didn't know this was coming out, but it was revealed from straight from Star Wars. I think their Twitter account tweeted out two new books coming out in the Star Wars Jedi kind of universe. And Battle Scars is the biggest one. It follows Cal Kestis and the Mantis crew 
on an adventure. And this happens between Jedi Fallen Order and the new video game, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. This is right smack in the middle. And they also announced a Jedi Survivor Art of book. But let's talk about Battle Scars. So before we jump into Battle Scars, Oti, you're a gamer. You've played Fallen Order before. Are you excited for, I guess, Survivor and now this new novel? Yes, I literally replayed it when we got the Fortress Inquisitorious episode in. Oh, oh, that's a cool shirt. Yeah. This is a Trilla shirt. Yep. Which my wife got me not knowing what it was because I haven't played Fallen Order. I've mentioned it here 20 times. I know the story. I watched that cutscenes. I've never played and my wife surprised me one day with two Fallen Order shirts and I'll, I'll take them. So, and this is one we're talking about it. So I had to represent awesome. Trilla. Yeah, Trilla is one of my, honestly, one of my favorite new era characters yeah. but i so i literally just replayed it so i'm very excited for survivor we got that i think none of us were, were expecting a celebration but we got mm -hmm. it and <laughs> yeah it was there, cool. there was there was no panels the news of the book it's like that give you know a, a surprise to be sure because <laughs> yeah it's survivor is like five years or four years after fallen order okay so there's a chunk of time there that can be explored and i think these characters have i, I wish it's like closer to fallen order than to survivor because mm -hmm. i think they have a lot of things to grapple with like seer saw her apprentice die right in front of her when she was like maybe she wasn't about to turn but like for the mm -hmm. first time reject the dark side and yeah. cal you know he tries so hard to bring her back and when she's about to she dies mirin having to deal with everything Spoilers. that happened it, the game came out like a long time ago. Yeah. Play the game, please. It's a great one. Yeah. And, you know, so everything that just happened, I, I would just like to see these characters grapple, grapple with all of it and see, like, Cal maybe become the leader of this group. Do you think this, and again, I'm excited for the book, but not being a super fan of the video game because I haven't played it. I don't know how ready I am to pick it up. Are you gonna read it? I don't know. Okay. I, I think this comes out in March, which I don't know is more or less the same time that our game might come out. I'm not sure. I just heard someone say that. I don't know when the game's coming I, out. I don't know if they said. We don't have a date, but the Art of Book comes out in May, I think. Okay, I think this one comes out around the same time. It came, this one comes out in March. So I think the the game will probably be sandwiched somewhere in between or maybe closer to the art of book. Yeah, they're not going to release the art of book before the game. Yeah, and I, th I, I think last year, the last time they released on the same day. I okay, think so. yeah, it makes sense. Um, so I don't know. Mm, I'll see. I'll Once I read the synopsis, I'll decide. Again, I know more or less the story of it, but I'll go into it just as a brand new Star Wars story. I won't be able to pick up on all the things that you guys will. Mm -hmm. But who knows? It's a Star Wars book, Jedi's and stuff. So probably plus Marin and Night Witches, Night Sisters. So it might be interesting. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask because when Jedi Survivor was announced, a lot of people thought maybe this will follow a different crew. Maybe it's not Cal, maybe it's another Jedi that survived for the 66. Do you think that might still be the case? Or now that this book in between kind of follows the same crew from the first game, do you think Jedi Survival will also be the continuation of Cal's story? Oh, no, for sure. Because even in the trailer for the game, we, we get Cal. And we've already seen yes. a, a little bit of, like, uh, 
we've actually even seen toys, which by the way, <laughs> I got Kenobi toys like last week and I was what? so shocked. Because <laughs> they come out in October, supposedly. It only came it only took them like a month, two months <laughs> to get them. But yeah, I, I got Kenobi toys. Anyways, uh they already have the survivor toys and cow it's cow. He has like stubble and yeah, I kind of forgot about the trailer that we saw. Oh, <laughs> awesome. we yeah. talked about it here. <laughs> yeah, we saw it live <laughs> about a month ago. There's a lot of things. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm 42. It's fine. Kids went back to back to school last week. I don't know where we are. But anyway, cool news that dropped yesterday. Everyone seems pretty excited. Fallen Order is one of those Star Wars stories that I haven't seen anyone really complain about it, which is a surprise in Star Wars fan base. Everyone is pretty positive in Fallen Order, so hopefully this kind of continues that trend. Hopefully, yeah. I, again, I adored that game. <laughs> From the story to the gameplay, I maybe not as much as Connor, but honestly, <laughs> not I, I, I'm up there. I'm up there. Like yeah. when I met Connor, I was like, "Oh my god, someone who loves this game as much as I do." <laughs> yeah, I might be getting finally. And I haven't played. I have. I said it before. I have an Xbox 360. So this is a 12 year old console. But I might be getting a new console in uh, for Christmas for my kids, so okay. I might then jump into Fallen Order then, and then I'll get in the bandwagon. I was like, dude, I'll send you my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I need a new one. But whatever, parenting issues. I won't get into those here. <laughs> All right. So second news topic, and this is interesting. This basically three stories in one. I'll go through all three, and then we'll talk about them individually. But Basically, this is Andor and Andor Music. So Emmy winner and three-time Oscar nominee Nicolas Brito from Moonlight and Succession will be the composer of the series. I don't know if this had been said before, but I just found out about a week or so ago. And he said this is very interesting. He's been working on it for two years. Also, Tony Gilroy talking on Andor Music. He says, music in Star Wars is just absolutely essentially identified with John Williams but we're going in a whole other direction. We needed an entirely new vocabulary. We're making a new visual vocabulary, story, storytelling vocabulary, a new casting voc vocabulary, all these things. We're going to make a new musical vocabulary. And although Andor will have a central theme, the opening sequence, it will vary slightly from episode to episode. And Gilroy also said none of, none of the opening sequences are the same and each variation is a different orchestration, a completely different interpretation of our theme that Nick has done. There'll be 12 of them in the show. And all these I got from Star Wars News.net, which I believe were from a Total Film article that dropped a few days ago. So Otto, let's start with the first one. So Nicholas Brittle, sorry mm -hmm. if I'm messing up the name. Do you know anything about him? Are you excited for a new composer in Star Wars? Who are you with him? I'm I'm always very excited for new composers. You know, I'm a music guy, so mm -hmm. that's one of the first things I I latch on to. And I'm I'm usually like very forgiving in the sense that it won't take me out of what I'm watching. For example, I wasn't a huge fan of most of the Kenobi score, but mm -hmm. it didn't bother me that much. I love the one in, in the fire and the Dayu yeah. song but it, it's something that doesn't really bug me that much and but i usually like also come around on it i when i first saw, saw rogue one i was like ah oh, this score is <laughs> like 
mm, I don't know. And now I love that score. Sure. So it's it's weird. It's weird for me. But uh, as I said, I'm very critical, but I'm also like very accepting of it. Um, I am excited. I have not watched uh, Succession. That's the kind of show I need to watch because I know <laughs> I'm going to obsess over it, but I have not watched it yet. I have heard the the theme and it's a great theme. So I, I'm very excited for it. And the whole like it's different in every yeah. episode. I'm excited for it because I'm like waiting for the heavy metal version, <laughs> jazz version. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. So okay. I've never heard about Nicholas Brito. I haven't watched the session. I haven't watched Moonlight. I haven't. I think he did. If Bill Street could talk or something else. So ten minutes ago, I played the session one. It's a cool one. Most of it is kind of piano. Yeah. Kind of has a vibe that might fit in with Andor, but I don't know. Yeah. It has a. I I can feel like the intrigue and the the political elements. Yeah. So it does kind of give that vibe. Um. Same with you. I love that Rogue One music now. When it came out, the first movie or anything Star Wars, I mean, I guess the Clone Wars, but the first movie that didn't use John Williams or it wasn't John Williams composing. So it took, takes a while to kind of mm-hmm. accept it. But now it's one of my favorite ones. As soon as I hear a song, okay, that's Star Wars. I know it. I love it. Yeah. But it took a while. And I was going to wait till the next kind of music story to talk about it, but you brought it up about all these live action mo- series already, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi. And I I don't know if there's been one that has really jumped out and kind of taken over in terms of new composers. The Mando one now is the most kind of iconic or the most recognizable out there. It's been there for longer. But when I first saw it, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know what I'm feeling. I love it now, but everything else, Book of Boba Fett was okay. Kenobi, a little better. Same thing. It didn't wow me that much. So I'm kind of hoping to get something new, but at the same time have that feeling that is Star Wars. Yeah. The the Kenobi one, I think it's average, but when it's not, it's great. Yeah. The theme is great. The, again, Dayu, the fight. Uh, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. I can't remember. I can't remember. All right. <laughs> All right, so as we go to the second part, and I'll start, I think we'll, at least my son might be a bit more forgiving with this one because coming from Rogue One, which wasn't John Williams, and the themes were all different from what we heard in Star Wars, we don't need to hear those iconic themes. We don't need to hear the Jedi theme or the Imperial March. So maybe it fits a little bit better. But what's your I, thought on this visual or musical vocabulary that we need to kind of separate from John Williams. Where do you fall in this comment from Gilroy? I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And and I'll fully admit, I'll be the first person to be like, well, that's not like the Force theme. Even in Mandalorian. Well, that's a weird story. But that's a weird story. Uh, even in, I had the same reaction as you. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know. About, what is this? And yeah. it it's I, I agree. It's iconic now like it's like whoa <laughs> <The> little whistle. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah yeah no it's 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 insane so but i and you know to ludwig uh gorason's um credit he totally went his own way like because mm-hmm. for example with rogue one michael giacchino he's basically the era parent to what yeah. williams is right now mm-hmm. he's he, He's very, his style is very similar to that. But 
Giacchino's more on the line of Hans Zimmer, which mm-hmm. is just like, let's go crazy and throw all these weird instruments. Like, yeah, let's have like an orchestra and then have a guitar solo in it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So I fully agree that it, Star Wars has all these tropes that it needs to evolve from. And I think it even makes it more special when we bring them back. For example, mm-hmm. in, in Mando, we've had the Force theme. And it's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and w- in Kenobi, w- when we got the Leia theme, it devastated me. <laughs> so so I, I really think it's very important to move on from it. And, of course, always respecting it, remembering it, and bringing it back when it's necessary when it fits the story not just because yeah well every time they say we got a bad feeling about this you gotta <laughs> do it so i mean that's a fun one that's, yeah I'm, I'm totally fine with but i think you get it like it if star wars gonna continue we have to go from mm-hmm. what, what what we have yeah and also in kenobi it made sense that we <clears throat> excuse me we didn't get the jedi theme till the end because kenobi wasn't there he wasn't yeah. himself it's by the end it when we get story. it yeah, and same with Vader. When we had the Imperial March, when the Emperor kind of puts him in his place, okay, I'm back. This is my place. Um, I love Michael Giacchino. I wanted him to come back because he only had like four or five weeks to do, do the Rogue One score. He And we got what we got. Plus, I just watched the Batman yesterday again. And I just love the movie, the score. Sounds like Imperial March. I don't care. I loved it. I wanted a little bit. I quick. I've I never minded because I always thought Vader and and Batman were very similar figures, just yeah. physical presences. Yeah, especially at that point in his story during those two years, he's still he's not Batman. He's vengeance. It's anyway. That's a separate one. But I, but I, even I, what he does with uh, Riddler's score and mm-hmm. Catwoman's score. Yeah. Like, he, oh man. He really killed it in that. Yeah. Movie. So I wanted him to come back, but I understand it's a big commitment for two years or two seasons, all this stuff, and he's probably booked till forever. But knowing that Nicholas had two years to work on this score gives me a lot of confidence. Like, okay, this is not kind of rushed in. He's had time to do all this. And with Tony Gilroy being so involved in this story, I think they've crafted something that we're gonna enjoy. The music in the trailers has hit so far. I haven't had any issues with it. Uh, So yeah, I'm very excited for the musical themes. And let's go then to the last point, which is 12 different themes, 12 different scores for the main theme. Each one kind of gives you a little taste of what the episode or the vibe is going to be about. Extremely excited for that. It reminded me a little bit of, I think, WandaVision, right? Or was it Loki? I think WandaVision. No, WandaVision. It was different every time. Yeah. So that's what I thought about. And that was a cool way to play with it. So really exciting to see how this kind of plays and gets you in that vibe for what the episode is going to be. I, I totally forgot they did that, but and that's why you come here. Yeah, because even in the '90s episode, we get the Malcolm in the Middle style yeah. <laughs> theme. Yeah, that, that was so man. I love that show, but that was <laughs> so cool. And, and and now I'm even more excited for for them to do it with Andor. Yes. It's gonna be interesting when we get the first three episodes because we'll we'll get three different themes. Yeah, man, three episodes. I still don't know how that's gonna play. I mean, I love it. I don't know. It's gonna be will be something. Yeah, right. you gotta uh, be here I'm, that day. I'm gonna wake up at 3 a.m. I'm gonna wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'm working from home now on Wednesdays, so that time that it takes me to drive from home to work, You'll use it to 45 watch. minutes, I'll be watching Andor, and instead of driving back, 
I'll be watching the second and third one. And is, my last break, all that stuff. My thing is totally ridiculous because those days I'll probably will be working from home. So there's really no need. But man, I, I just get a kick out of seeing people wake up and watching it and reacting. Yes, that was the cool thing about doing for Kenobi because I had I haven't done it for the other ones, but having watched it so early and then seeing people start realizing that it was fun. It's a cool fun. way. But I can't do it for Andor. Plus it's 12 episodes. It's I'm gonna kill you're yeah. killing myself. All right, so let's keep going. We'll keep it with Andor pretty live. We'll go through this quick. So new Andor picks came out. Let's go through them real quick. First, Cassian and Joss being a menace, not too happy going down the hallway. Not the hallway, this alleyway. Yeah. Love all the coats. He has the longer hair. He has the beard. They say, cool. don't, yeah, don't expect the same guy that we got in Rogue One. It takes a while to get there, especially the first few episodes. He's very cynical. He just lost his family, lost his planet. So, yeah. Any, anything you want to add to that image? I mean... It's just cool guy yeah. walking down a cool alley, yeah. I guess. And we're getting that Funko Pop. I think that's the one we already, it's already out there. We'll get I haven't right, seen then, much to this. Oh, yeah. that's cool. There's a cool one. New alien towering, a new character. We don't know who it is. That alien looks cool. Hopefully he speaks some alien language. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kind of deserves it. Uh, but I hope that we get a bunch of different species in Andor. We kind of see them in the other series, but here we have one interacting with him. So I'm really hoping we get a bunch of different alien species. Can you show that picture again? Yes, of course. Can you imagine he opens his mouth? He's like, hey, guys, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I, I heard there's a sail on the corner over there. You want to go? <laughs> like Barney or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love Solo. I love Lady Proxima, but I said, hey, Han, what are you yeah. got there? That's a, that's a rock. That's not a few. That's make a clicky sound. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> but it'll be funny if he kind of goes, hey, buddy. <laughs> it's been a long time since <laughs> I last saw you. You guys starting a rebellion? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> All right, man. I don't know. It's Saturday. All right. Then but, this, yeah, sorry. I'll come back to this. I, I love those sets. I, I, I really yes. like that. They look cool. They look tangible. <laughs> so, so when was it? Like two and a half years, three years ago, when we got the first kind of behind the scenes of Andor, when they did that Disney Plus or whatever, that showcase, that was a cool one. They did give us, gave us that slate. We got that two Investor minutes. Day, behind. Investor Day. Investor Day, oh. thanks. And they said we built sets. We have, I don't know how many uh, extras with part aliens. Yeah. We treated it like a movie. And you can see that this has dedication to, that they've. This has to be like a very expensive show. Not yes. that Mando is not expensive, but I think it's less expensive than people think it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, 10 million an episode. That's what we we're told. I don't think it's 10 million an episode. <laughs> but this one. That's not a, I don't I'm, I don't know budgets of movies, but twelve episodes, real sets, location shooting. Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. a, it's up there. It, the show looks great, so that's yes. what it, it looks like an expensive show. I don't mm -hmm. know if it is, because um, sometimes you see something is like, oh, that looks expensive. I'm like, yeah, it's very low budget, and that's a compliment to the filmmakers mm -hmm. and everything. So I don't know, but it, it looks fantastic. Yeah, let's go, go back to the Batman. I didn't know when I watched it in the movie theaters that half of it was shot in the volume or that type of set. And uh, Oh, no, the Batman was just one scene in the volume. 
and it's one of the best scenes with the sunset and then it the looks roof. Incredible. It looks incredible. You have insane. no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that car chasing. Oh man, and the fly. Bad mobile. That was like what, one take, and they <sighs> just like nailed it. <laughs> yes, man. Oh, I, we can just do another show on the Batman one day. Um, <laughs> all right. So the third. The third pick, and this one, at least we got a little bit of a backstory on this one. We have Cal Sover, who's the actor, okay. as Cyril Karn on the left, and then Catherine Hunter as Evie Karn, which is Cyril's mother. And he and the actor Kyler describes her as a stage mother from hell, and that he has an extreme sense of need to impress and, have, and feel a hole in himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he has no father, needs to impress his mother, who's the stage mother from hell, He's an Imperial Security Bureau agent, mm -hmm. needs to, wants to go up in ranks. So that's going to be a very interesting dynamic. He has a vendetta, not a vendetta, but he's really keen on finding out what Andor is doing. So um, this dynamic in Star Wars, we don't get too much. All the mothers, mothers we've seen in Star Wars have been very caring. Unfortunately, most of them die at some I point, want them to survive. Well, now we have one on the other side. So very, very interesting of what this is going to be. Yeah, our, our characters, well, they have mommy issues too, but it's mostly daddy issues. But yeah, this this is dark. And yeah. that, that picture gave me like an Inglorious Bastards vibe okay. uh, with that first scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, the Nazi, and yeah. I didn't know what I was seeing. So <laughs> it doesn't go with what you described, but it gave me that vibe. But I don't know. It's It's a interesting dynamic to see in star wars for sure because i don't think we've had anything like that no maybe kylo living under vader's shadow a little bit but that was like more him pressuring himself yeah we haven't vader seen that kind yeah. of andor man i think 31 32 days for andor to get here it's it's the 23rd right of september yes i'm okay. gonna say yes Okay. Um, which is funny because if not, it will be here next week. If it didn't get pushed back. Hey, but you know what? I'm glad it moved because it was really, I don't know. I don't care which one gets the most views, but it was going to get sandwiched with uh, House of the Dragon and then Lord of the Rings. I'm very excited for that, dude. I'm about and, to shut this show down and start a Ringos, Rings of Power one. I'm and and that one uh, launches at twelve, not at three. Yes, but their first episode is gonna launch the day before, and then the second epi episode, because we're getting a two-episode pre premiere for Rings of Power, it comes out on Friday. So the first one Thursday, then Friday. Oh, so so we get them two days apart. That's yes, how... the first two. Yes. Okay. Awesome. And then everything else is on Fridays, I think, but Amazon releases them sometimes on Thursday at nine. When I watch the boys, they release them early. So they do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> I can come on Star Wars in the mornings a little. But anyway, so one thing that I've never understood, I understand, I just said never understood and then followed by I understand. But uh, when people say, oh, don't release them on the same day because they're going to be competing against each other, they're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. I understand that when things were just broadcast, it was cable mm -hmm. or whatever. If you didn't watch it when it came out, good luck finding a, a reprogramming. Because oh, yeah. right now, if I don't watch something today because it dropped right now, I'll watch it tomorrow because it's on streaming. 
I can watch Android today and I can watch She-Hulk tomorrow if I want. So I never understood the complaint that people had. Why is it releasing the same day? It's going to compete against each other. Dude, just watch it whenever you want. I think it's all about the cloud. Like, I, but that's us just creating it because we're on Twitter or whatever. People out there, my kids, my wife, they don't care. When it came out, oh. i watch it today, tomorrow, over the weekend. Yeah, I, no, also, I, I mean, in the sense that that's why Disney would move it because I, I think they want people talking about Andor for yeah. 12 weeks or nine weeks. Yeah. Now, but, I see that part. But I understand why fans get some opportunity. Oh, we have to have Star Wars on Saturday. Star Wars oh, Wednesday, no, this on Friday. I, got... I don't care. <laughs> Just watch it when you want. Create your own schedule. I've done that today. I'm watching this tomorrow. I'm watching that. Yeah. It's there. I didn't watch Stranger Things till the second part of the fourth season came out. <laughs> All right. That's my rant. No, I, I totally agree. Like For us fans, it's easier than ever. Yes. I understand. Okay. I don't want to get spoiled. That's on us then. But, but you know what? In, in some sense, it's also, you know, as a fan, I like to like let things marinate and mm -hmm. it's, it's, weather's well, horrible over here too. It's, yeah, I just got a thunder there. So if, if we were to get like, for example, Rings of, um, House of, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, and Andor, like back to back to back to back, I probably, one of the shows will probably like, have the most misses for me like sure in the sense that i wouldn't be catching everything because it's a lot and i think that is a problem that the fact that everything is a lot mm -hmm. and we're getting so much of everything that sometimes you just like watch something and comes in and comes out and okay yeah i understand also if we're getting so many episodes with three episodes of ando dropping one day rings of power dropping two having like five hours of yeah. content yeah that thing that I get that part, yeah. but at the same time, just watch it. Yeah, but the, 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 the scheduling that's random complaining, <laughs> <laughs> just a complaint of the day. Yeah, all right, so that's that for the new picks. I think there was another one that dropped today about Mon Mothman, her very expensive speeder pulling into the Senate, but I didn't oh, get a yeah. chance. I haven't seen anything, I, I've had a lot of work, so I, I've been a little bit disconnected, but yeah. I mean, there's been some a bunch of more interviews with Tony Gilroy and those people, but they're just kind of rehashing the same thing. The first one is one year, then the other one is four years, and all that stuff. But Tony Gilroy interviews are, are things that I try to avoid because <laughs> I think he could be like, yeah, and the villain dies in the fifth episode. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already know second season ends right as Rogue One starting. He said, okay, oh, Twitter was there at the beginning of Rogue One. So you kind of, yeah, he'll be there for season we'll two. We'll meet him in season two, episode, episode. four. <laughs> <laughs> Me, <Minute> 43. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Ahsoka. And look Ooh, at your friend. Yeah, Ahsoka and your friend Thrawn talking about vectors, which you love so much. I'll never forget that now. Uh, so during that appearance at the Chicago, man, man my notes, I put Chicago, Chicago, Chicago Comic and Entertainment, right <laughs> there, at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, Rosario Dawson was asked about the whereabouts of Thrawn, and she had this to say, that's a very key giveaway of what my show could potentially be about. We are really trying to track him down. So it's there. We know uh -huh. that 
So Thrawn basically confirmed for Ahsoka. Are you surprised? It, 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 it has been confirmed, I think. <sighs> Not really. No. I don't think because it hasn't been confirmed. We don't know who's playing him. We don't know when this is coming out. So I think this is kind of the first official confirmation. We do know when it's coming out. Ahsoka? It's 2023, but we don't summer, know. Summer 2023. And summer is from like June to September. I think it's May. <laughs> All right, let's do some math. So we finished. It's, it's, it's Puerto Rican summer. Which is <laughs> oh, so from February to November. <laughs> um, so we have Andor, Dallin, sometime November, Bad Batch. People are hoping maybe drops in the winter, but that's like 18 episodes. I don't know how long that's going to go. And then we have Mandalorian very early 2023, February. February. Let's say that's eight episodes and sometime in March or, or April. And then Ahsoka so, kind of May or June, I guess. And you might be right. Ah ah Ahsoka makes sense in May. I think. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll get more hints into Thrawn and what's going to happen in Ahsoka in Mando season three? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, either we got the an after credit like we got with Book of Boba Fett to like tease it, but I definitely think we'll we'll get some hints. I don't I, I I don't know if we're gonna get Ahsoka in this season with what we've seen. I think it's very Mandalore centric. Mm -hmm. Maybe the first couple of episodes. I don't know, but I definitely think we'll, we're gonna get some hints. Yeah, I wanna. I think we're getting Ahsoka. I think she'll be there for one episode. She yeah. has connection to Mandalore. She has connection with Bo-Katan. I think <laughs> she'll have some something to play. She'll have a play in it. I think she'll have, because we don't. We still don't know what's happening. But it, it would be awesome if she had a play in the second siege of Mandalore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, oh man. The retaking of Mandalore, or the reunification mm -hmm. of whatever. <laughs> yeah, just come in the first episode, grab Grogu, and say, You're going back to. That's Luke's, not going to happen. <laughs> go back to Luke's <laughs> temple. I'm taking Hey, you. remember how we gave you a choice? We're taking it away. <laughs> there is no choice. Come on, we played you. Uh, we know he'll be there. Um, I don't know. Uh, I want just to. Again, just give me more. Give me that trailer that they dropped. Maybe we'll get something in D23. And I want to oh. know who's playing Throne. Who's playing Throne is what I want to know. <sighs> nah, you know what? D23 is it's too far from, from February. I don't think we'll get the trailer. <sighs> I mean, it's out there if you want to look. Oh, it's in one of our chats. <laughs> <laughs> you send it to us in that. What, what do you call it? Potato cameras or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, thrown in Ahsoka, we kind of knew it was happening, kind of got confirmed now, I, and then that's a loud thunder right now. I, I don't know about you, we complain a lot about Thrawn, but <laughs> I am excited to see him in live action. Yes, I love Rebels Thrawn, and I like... It's the same actor too, so... You think... I, yeah. I mean, I, I think the... Hollywood reporter thing that hinted at him and mm. it mentioned that it was going to be him. Can't okay. remember his name right now. Ah, uh, it's isn't it his brother to whatever? Yeah, it's Matt Mickelson's brother. Yeah. Right? So he's, the other he's Putin in in House of Cards, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yes. Um, whatever his name is, we'll find it soon. Um, so yeah, if it seems great, it's a little bit older, but 
Thrawn is there in age also, so it makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for Thrawn. I like Thrawn. It just for me the books just got very repetitive, and that was a problem with it. I just don't like spending time in his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, it's difficult being there. I think All it's right, boring. And, <laughs> and there's be. not there's not enough Aralani, so yeah. Aralani. Hopefully she'll be she'll make a that's little... another that's another character I adore. Yeah, she was great. Hopefully we'll get her in this one. Uh, then oh, if, Nelson... if she shows up, I'm breaking my TV. <laughs> <laughs> and then, sorry, Ahsoka, you're done. Throne one, change canon because Aralani is here. Maybe Aralani shows up just to take throne back. So you <laughs> We're going back. You've been here long enough. Come on. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with Ezra? Take him back to the Rebels. We don't care about them. Just take him back. Uh, where was I? All right. So according to Rosario Dawson, Filoni has seen one of the episodes of Ahsoka. He said it was a religious experience. I Nothing surprising for Filoni saying that an episode from Ahsoka that he wrote, directed, and did everything <laughs> was a religious experience, but an episode is out there, at least for some people to watch. Yeah, like, I mean, it's Ahsoka's his baby. So seeing her show in live action, yeah, it's yeah. probably a religious experience. <laughs> yeah, so that, whatever. I just threw it in there because it was in the same interview. I I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I don't know. I sometimes complain about Filoni having too much pull in Star Wars, but I guess I he's think, earned it. I, I think he has less pull than people think. <laughs> What I mean, I just wish someone else got a chance to play with Ahsoka and with some of those characters that he seems to be too possessive with. Anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so next topic, and this is a rumor. So rumor, rumor, we don't know if it's true, but Plagueis in the Acolyte. So I'm reading now, or I got this from Everything else, like I said, I got from Star Wars News Net. This comes from Dark Side of the Dark Side of the Force. It's written by our friend Meg Dowell. She wrote this article that, according to a rumor from Bespin Bulletin, it suggests that Dark Plagueis will appear in Star Wars: The Acolyte. So far, we know that the Acolyte will allegedly focus on the Dark Side of the Force in the end times of the High Republic. So I think we've talked about this before. Maybe, maybe not. Kind of makes sense that Plagueis will play a role in the Acolytes. Do you think this is going to happen? Is this just another Plagueis is Snoke rumor out there, which we all <laughs> fell for them? Plagueis is, I did not fall for it. <laughs> uh, will Plagueis be in the Acolyte? I don't know, man. Uh, I kind of wish he does, because I, I think Star Wars is starting to break a little bit with the mystery of the sith because mm -hmm. we don't really know anything about them like people are like oh back in the day they were no nah, that's legends bro like yeah. it's fine like yeah you read a book in 1997 cool um but i, I want to start seeing them and mm -hmm. what were they up to like they were <laughs> hidden for like yeah what, what were they doing like it's time for us to reveal to the jedi no stay there <laughs> I don't know. So I I, I, I wish it's true. Like I, I would like to see like a young Plagueis, like being trained by whoever his master was. That it's kind of escaping me right now. Mm -hmm. So what what do you? How do you feel about this? <sighs> yes, I love the dark side. No, 
in terms of wanting to learn more about it, we've ranted and raved about Shadows of the Sith so much here the past months. So yeah, give me more. We know the Acolyte has is gonna focus more on the dark side, this uh, mystery thriller, I think, in Star Wars. And the thing is, is the time time frame. I think it's gone from like a hundred years before the Phantom Menace to maybe closer, but let's say for a hundred years before the Phantom Menace, which puts it kind of in that High Republic phase one, which is like 150 years, I think, or 200 years. No, it's 250 before. All right. Is it? Okay, but still, it kind of makes sense to, if we're going to follow the dark side, give me something with dark players. He doesn't need to be the big bad or the main focus, but as, as we go through the season, start giving us those hints that those Sith out there starting to plot the return. I want to see that and give me players to see how he infiltrates everything. So I've always been fascinated by the idea of non-Sith, dark side users and non-jedi sure. light side users like maybe other orders or other religions so i would be fine if no sith but here's this other group that you've never met and we're gonna introduce them by the way they're gonna be the villains of episode 10 to 12. oh yeah. okay <laughs> yeah i thought we we're gonna so the acolytes of the beyond and then you bring dark noctis and the curved blade and Oh, that, that's in Penshard, and then I'm in heaven, and give me all could, that. Could it be about the acolytes of the beyond? That that would be fun. That if they've been like there for a long, long time. I I don't know. It kind of makes sense that they can. If you're gonna call something the acolyte, and you know that there's the acolyte of the beyond, this new book that just came out talks about the acolytes, it might work. I'm that's not it. kind of expecting it to be kind of that same story. But if there's like, some, yeah, acolyte's just such a broad term that it really sure. could mean anything. But I agree with you. Yeah, even if we get some of them kind of in the background that we know there's this cult or whatever that follows that saves so much of the dark side that wants to collect all these artifacts and then bring all these other characters that might work. But just going back to the main story, I think it makes sense for Plagueis to be there. He's a very important part in Star Wars, even though he hasn't been anywhere. He was mentioned once, and then kind of that's it. But, it, was, it was too iconic. Yeah. <laughs> His mention. And unfortunately, the Darth Plagueis novel is not canon, but what I've, I haven't read it. No. Sorry. But what I've heard that you can bring a lot of that into canon. It doesn't change what has gone from that point, from what I heard. So if they yeah, can sure pick and choose from there. Uh, so yeah, he was Plagueis. I want to see a dark side moon just walking around all 10 feet, seven feet of them just creating chaos. You know what would be cool? If it's like, yes, a sort of Acolytes of Beyond thing, like maybe trying to find the Sith, yeah. trying to um, bring them back to like threaten the Jedi or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe like they do find them and they're like, it's not our turn, and they die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it might work. You give me a couple of dark side followers, kind of, no, the Sith are legend, they're not there. No, they're still out there. We got to go find them, the Jedi, blah, blah, blah. They hide. And again, give me High Republic. Give me those Jedi in those white and gold robes. And, and we're, we are getting Jedi. We are getting right? them, saying that they're kind of too content that, oh, yeah, we survived the Nile or whatever. That's true. They're, they're going to be at their cockiest. I think. Oh, man. Yoda but, just walking around in his golden robe. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy, <Awesome. man. laughs> 
Uh, I'm Doc, not the only one without a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I'm very excited for this show. I, we have no idea when it's coming out, but every time Natalie Holt is her, that's the um, showrunner. No, Holt. you're thinking Natalie Holt is the composer. Of the, the composer. Uh, what's her name? It's the one that did this other Netflix show. Um, Russian Doll. Yeah. That's, that's, what's the name? Leslie Hetland. Leslie Hetland. Yes. Every time. Brain. Every time Leslie Hetland gives an interview and says anything, I'm like, yes, she gets it. She gets yeah, it. She's very excited so, for it. And I think they start shooting at the end of the year. So this. Oh, 2023, yeah. I think, end of 2023, I think this is dropping, hopefully. Uh, yeah, probably we'll late 2023, yeah. early 2024. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, Acolyte, Darth Plagueis, bring it on. She uh, she will for sure be in in London. I, she, I mean... <sighs> Man, we didn't, we didn't get a I, lot I, of I, new stuff I, this time. I, I don't think we got a trailer. But maybe something like Skeleton Crew, where John Watts comes out, shows mm -hmm. a picture, talks a little bit about it. I, I, I'll bet anything. Uh, Leslie yeah. Hamlin's gonna be there. Yeah, they gotta be do a, a big splash in London next year. We'll see. All right. So our last topic for today is the Saturn Awards. So Star Wars, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, that's the Saturn Awards, includes 10 nominations for four Star Wars shows. So let's go through them real quick. I know we're going to finish this in about 15 minutes. We should be fine. So let's start with the Bad Batch. So the Bad Batch was nominated for Best Animated Series, and it goes up against Arcane, What If, Star Trek Lord Dex and some others. Do you think there's uh, any possibility that Bad Batch may win Best Animated Series? I mean, sure. I don't know. It's not. I, 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 it's I gotta be very it's gonna win that one. I gotta be very honest. I, I don't care about awards. No, I'll talk about it. But I, I know people get very excited about award season, which is mm -hmm. uh, around the corner. I don't care. <laughs> but have you seen Arcane? I've heard a lot of yes, things about it. I love yeah, Arcane. Okay. I've heard Just a lot of things about Lower Decks. Lower Decks, I heard, is very interesting. I haven't watched it. What if, of course, I watched, but of those, Arcane is the one. It's just a visual style. It's something different. And it's... If, Ar if Arcane wins, I'll be very happy for you then. Thank you. And again, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting paid for it. Uh, but of those, and I, I, there were about two others. I just didn't write all of them down. But of everything else, I think Arcane is the one to beat in terms of bringing something new in terms of animation. Arcane was the one. But Batch. It, it looked great, like yeah. visually. And the story. The story is great. Character. Okay. Just watch it. It's like nine episodes. Again, okay. it's on Netflix. You can watch it whenever you want because it's there. I mean, and I would say there's a lot of stuff happening with. HBO, Warner Brothers, Discovery, taking a bunch of shows off the air that people won't be able to watch ever again. So I'm sorry if I say just there and watch it because as we've learned, maybe it won't be at some point. Yep. All right. Then we have The Mandalorian was nominated for Best Sci-Fi Streaming Series, Best Guest Performance in a Streaming Series for Rosario Dawson. Let me look at my, all my papers here. I got everything in backwards. 
Right, so where am I? Best sci-fi streaming series, and it goes against The Expanse, The Orville, Star Trek Discovery, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So I think Mando has a chance, it but does. I've heard so many great things about Strange New Worlds. Um, the Expanse is what people out there are loving in terms of sci-fi. Really? Kind of, I, wa I watched the first two seasons. I, for some reason, stopped watching, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. I'll be a little bit biased and say... I think Mando has a chance, but I also heard some many great things about the new Star Trek shows. It wouldn't surprise me one of those pictures. Yeah, th those Star Trek shows have a lot of buzz around them, so maybe they have the edge, but I mean, Mando's a great show. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll complain about it. I'll say it's not my favorite Star Wars thing. It's a, it's a great show. Yeah, so we'll see. And then also, like I said, for guest, guest actor, and then goes against another Star Wars alone in Hayden Christensen for Kenobi. Rosario Dawson... Mm -hmm. Uh, Jensen Ackles from The Boys, which was great, and Jonathan Majors, who was in Loki. So I don't know. I don't think I don't think Rosario Dawson or Hayden is taking that one. There's some great. Jensen Ackles is uh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, yeah. He's insane. Uh, I, I hope he wins. <laughs> Yes, and so on. I when he was announced or he was cast, a lot of people were over the moon. Oh, this is going to be great! And I, I know the name or I knew the face. I didn't know him from anything really, but he just blew it. All his I, scenes were the best in the boys. Soldier Boy was great. So I, I was not excited for him because I did not like his character in the comics. Mm -hmm. But I was excited in the sense that the show the voice is so much better than the comics <laughs> and that that character gets like a major upgrade and i'm surprised that he's up as a guest appearance because he was there like half the season like rosario dawson was in one episode hayden christensen was yeah. in a couple of like, but total like 10 minutes he has a lot of screen time but we'll see yeah, what he, he's like a, yeah yeah okay your show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Obi-Wan got nominated nominated for about like three ones. So best okay. limited event streaming series, best actor in a streaming series for you and McGregor, best supporting actress in a streaming series, Moses Ingram, best performance by a young actor in Vivian Lydon Blair, and best guest performance in a streaming series with Hayden, like I mentioned. So let's go first with best actor with Hugh and McGregor. And he's up against... Tom Hiddleston for Loki, Oscar Isaac, Moon Knight, Anthony Mackie for Falcon Winter Soldier, Anthony Starr for The Boys, and Anson Mount for Strange New World Star Trek. I'd say Anthony Starr is his biggest competitor. Mm -hmm. I think, I really do think Ewan deserves it. He, he knocked it out of the park, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the one that has the most chance for a win in terms of all the series. Really? Mm, I don't know. I, I think I, mean, I think Anthony Starr is gonna win it because or Oscar Isaac just for I, I, I've uh, never watched I've never watched the Saturn Awards, so I don't know how they vote. I know a lot of people go with the popular vote. Mm -hmm. If we go with best performance, it's Anthony Starr. You can't if you he owns that role. He's, he's incredible. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Ewan McGregor did great with Kenobi. Love everything in his performance. So that's why I think that if someone's going to win, he has the best chance. But also, I think it's the most stack category. So it might be a little bit difficult. I, I, I'd say it's between those two. Between Ewan and Anthony. Yeah. 
All right. What else did I say? Oh, oh, supporting Young actors. Actor. Oh, supporting actors. That was Moses, right? So Moses, Moses Ingram, and then she goes against Catherine Han for Wonder Vision, um, Daniel Brooks for Peacemaker, and Patricia Arquette for a series I haven't watched. And there were about two other actresses also. She, she could win it. Yeah, I, I think she could win it. I, she gave a great performance. Like. Screw anyone who said I don't like her performance. Ah. No, you don't. You don't like her skin color. Let's, let's <laughs> say how it is. Yes, um, and I should say so. I just looking at it. Saturn Awards. Excuse me. It didn't have any. It didn't show last year. So this year they having two years. This yeah. is why Mando is still kind of in the running. Kenobi and all this from last year, year. Yeah. yeah. And then, so young actress, we had, like I said, Vivian Little Blair. Vivian Little Blair. And then we go to Stranger Things. I got Yaten Matarazzo, Sadie Sink, Haley Steinfeld for Hawkeye, and Iman Valani for What If. I mean, for Miss Marvel. It's Sadie Sink. We know she's going to win it. I love it's Little Leia, but. And I, I wouldn't even put her in my top three, honestly. But I adored her. I. Yeah. I'll do anything for that kid. That that award it's has Sadie Sink written all over it. <laughs> yeah, it's already engraved. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And like I mentioned, also Hayden Christensen for best guest performance. Love what he did. I mean, um, sure. Yeah, he's barely in it, but okay. Yeah, I mean, he does a a great stare when he's on Mapuso, just looking like that, and then going back twenty years. To attack of the clones, I do a little bit of lightsaber fight. It was great. I mean, if he ever, if he does win at the clip, they'll show is like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. That's probably the clip. <laughs> it's breaking between Vader and Anakin. Come on, that was lovely. Yeah, a little bit more lighting, but okay. And then finally, Book of Boba Fett was nominated for Best Limited Event Series, which goes again with Obi-Wan. I didn't talk about that. So best limited series. Uh, so Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Midnight Mass, Miss Marvel. Mm. I think there was another one I didn't write down or maybe that's it. And actually that's one that a Star Wars show might be able to win. But Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Was I don't know. Uh, if if one Star Wars show is going to win, I think it should be Kenobi. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Again, Kenobi over Book of Boba Fett. And then for Best Actress, um, Mingna Wen was nominated, and she goes against Millie Bobby Brown, Elizabeth Olson, and Erin Moriarty also from The Boys. And there were about two or three others. So uh, uh, Elizabeth Olson, sorry. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. She ah, she was great in What If. I I, uh, well, it's for What If or Wonder Vision. Ah, Wonder Vision. There's oh, okay. too many shows, and it starts with a W. I, I'm, I'm still mad she didn't get the the Emmy. Sure. Uh, she was in a very hard category, but she's she was insane. Yeah. Again, it if I don't know how they vote for this one, how the voters kind of decide, but. Strangers Thing is still one of the most talked about yeah. shows. So it wouldn't surprise me if Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown gets it. She could. But I think Elizabeth also is more deserving of this one. Yeah. But hopefully, maybe someone from Star Wars wins one of those categories, but I don't know. 
All right, and that kind of does it. Ot, okay. is there any other Star Wars news that we kind of left out? I don't think so. No, it's it's been slow. Okay. Yeah, up. it's been slow. Next week we'll do our Andor kind of look forwards, kind of mm -hmm. break it down what we think is going to happen, what we hope, and then we have what else is coming down the pipe for us. Then I think that week after that we'll do our speculation for d23 and disney plus say that we kind of already did it saying don't expect too much but we'll do an official one I'll be then we'll be out i think for the 10th but then we'll be talking about celeb d23 that weekend and well, then on that september out. 10th didn't you tell me you weren't gonna be here on the 10th you're not available or we're talking about planning the, the trivia okay Alberto, I have no idea about right. this guy. So <laughs> whatever. We're gonna be talking about D23 and Disney Plus Day on September 10th because D23, I think, is the 9th and the 10th. So maybe as we're talking, we're still getting oh, news okay. I don't know when Star Wars is gonna fall if they talk about Star Wars, whatever. And then the big one, September 17 is our sequel trilogy trivia championship. Contenders are set. Very excited. Qu questions are ready, and then we're gonna. I worked I, hard on them. You I know. know. I, I, gotta, I gotta give them. you. I'll give you a little applause because most of the questions are yours. They're great. Some I think are even too difficult that I push for the finale. There, <laughs> there's one that I'm so proud of. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you so tell proud. me. Yeah, we'll talk about it that day when the question comes. You let me know. You say no, no, no. I'm gonna read this <laughs> one, and then, and then after that is all our Andor shows and all the great guests we're gonna have. So, yeah. all right. So that kind of does it. I mean, you know the drill. People know, but Oti, down there, right there, Twitter, Instagram, just whatever it says down there. <laughs> whatever it says down there, or in the description of the video. Same for myself. Thanks to everyone always for joining us live, later on the replay, on the audio when this comes out on Monday. It doesn't matter. Thanks for joining us. Let me give you a little goodbye music. See you guys next week. Next week, and as always, stay safe, be safe, and may the force be with you.